Good afternoon. It's Sunday, November 24th, 2019, and it's 65 degrees here in the Digicom Cafe for this episode of Radio on the Rocks, my reality radio podcast to build interest in amateur radio. It's too nice outside to be in here. Let's go fishing. From the United States of America, these are the greatest hits ever made. The big one. WTWW Lebanon, Tennessee, USA. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks cafe cast with your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy Denny's reality radio activities of the day, including cafe news and updates, on-air contacts on satellites, and conversations on a myriad of RF and digital communications platforms, including guest interviews of amateur radio operators from around the world. So, pull up a chair, enjoy some cafe on ice, and fill up your glass with some radio on the rocks. Okay, so this is a ham radio show. What's this about fishing? Well, I'll tell you what. The purpose of my podcast is to build interest in amateur radio and reach particularly young people or anyone else that uh, might benefit from this great hobby of ours. So I want to draw some parallels between what I'm doing here with my podcast and all my different digital platforms to going fishing. Many of you out there I know are fishermen, and I'll bet you have an assortment of fishing poles and lures. You probably have a tackle box that's just chock full of different lures. Uh, You've got some that are your favorites that you draw upon every time you go fishing. From years of experience, you find out which lures work on which fish. And so those are the ones that are your favorites, your go-to lures. Uh, You're familiar with the lakes. You've got your favorite lakes. You've got your fishing holes that you've located where you know you're going to catch a certain kind of fish with a certain kind of lure. Well, I'm not much of a fisherman, but I know fishermen. I've heard them tell their stories, and many of them don't even really care if they catch a fish or not. They just love sitting in the boat on the lake, and if they get a few nibbles and a little bit of a fight and have some stories to tell, they're they're more than happy. They realize they're not going to catch all the fish. They just want to enjoy the experience of being alone on a lake and and seeing the beauty, enjoying hanging out with their buddies. Well, all of these different platforms that I have, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Mighty Networks or DMR, D-Star, Fusion, Hamshack Hotline, Zello, TeamSpeak, Peanut, whatever I use, those are all just different pools where I can catch some fish. I'm not the expert. I'm just learning and growing as I play around with and get familiar with the tools And uh, with that objective of bringing people into this hobby, I'm doing my best to use these tools as effectively as I can to reach more people. 
And I don't have to reach them all. I know I'm not going to. All I need is to reach a few and set them on fire and set them in the right direction, give them some assistance, introduce them to other people who know more about the hobby than I do, and uh, just build a, a small community. All these tools that I'm using, I'm evaluating and seeing which one has the best features to make it a more enjoyable experience for listeners, to make it a more attractive lure, shall we say, to bring more people into the hobby. So I'm doing this because I love to do it. I'm having fun doing it. I don't have to have big numbers of listeners. We'll have a lot of different features in here that I think will make it more interesting for people, including interviews. In fact, tomorrow... I have a special interview coming up with someone you may be familiar with. Uh, He's got a podcast of his own. His name is Eric Guth. He has a podcast called QSO Today, where he also interviews other hams. So we'll be featuring an interview with him tomorrow to see what drives him. He's been faithfully doing his podcast for a number of years now. And uh, I was quite surprised to find him after I started mine, uh, realizing that, wow, somebody else is doing something similar to what I'm doing here by interviewing ham radio operators and having them tell their story. So if you were always curious and wondering why I do what I do, I'm just going fishing. Come and join me, help me out, bring a lure, share my podcast, get involved in fellowship in our Digicom Cafe community, and uh, let's have fun. We're just trying to make radio fun again. Now it's time for Amateur Radio Newsline. Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2195 with a release date of Friday, November 22nd, 2019 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A coveted DX is back on the air from a monastery in Greece. AMSAT celebrates a satellite marking middle age despite the odds. And a first for Newsline, announcing the launch of our International Newsmaker Award. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2195 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Bloomington, Indiana, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. We begin this week with good news for DXers. Mount Athos is back on the air. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has the details. DXers are now listening with greater intensity for Monk Yakovos SV2RSG-A, who has been heard mainly on 20 metres from Mount Athos. According to several reports, contacts with Monk Yakovos are now recognised as good for DXCC. Several sources, including DX.net, have reported confirming this with Bart Yankee, W9JJ, the radio sport and field services manager for the ARRL. Monk Yakovos himself announced the upbeat news on his QRZ.com page, adding, quote, I am honoured by this very serious decision, and I thank ARRL and all the new ham friends for their support and concern about me, end quote. 
Monk Yakovos' voice has been called a welcome sound on the amateur bands since the death of Monk Apollo, SV2ASP, in May of this year of complications from cancer. Mount Athos is the 20th most wanted DXCC entity. QSL information for Monk Yakovos can be found on qrz.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. AMSAT is celebrating 45 years of Oscar 7, the satellite that wouldn't and didn't die. Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY, has that story. The AMSAT satellite, known as AO7, has taken a page right out of the book of American humorist Mark Twain, who once said, Rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Launched in November of 1974, AMSAT Oscar 7, as it is known, suffered battery failure in June 1981, barely seven years into its orbital journey. Its whereabouts and fate have remained unclear until 2002, when a report surfaced that a CW beacon was detected around 145.97 MHz from an unknown Oscar satellite. That satellite was soon confirmed to be lucky number 7, and in spite of rumors to the contrary, it hadn't died at all. Now, 45 years into its travels, AO7 may be showing a little wear and tear at middle age, as the oldest operational satellite in orbit in any service. There'll be no cake to celebrate, but a jubilant AMSAT is instead auctioning off an AMSAT 50th anniversary lab coat, size 42 regular, and a set of gold-plated AO7 cufflinks. Not even Mark Twain, who lived to be 74, ever did that. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. Radio interference is no fun for hams, but imagine if it messed with your garage door. Homeowners in Virginia don't have to imagine, as Jim Dameron, N8TMW, tells us. It's no surprise that you don't have to be a ham to be plagued by QRM. The latest incident comes from Virginia's Fakir County, where residents of two nearby residential subdivisions have reported radio signals playing havoc with their garage door openers. The subdivisions, known as Old Gold Cup and Silver Cup Estates, are in Warrenton, not far from the Warrenton Training Center Station B, a top-secret federal facility northwest of their hometown. In a news report in a recent edition of the Fakir News, federal officials admitted that new Land mobile radios being deployed by the Department of Defense may be responsible for interfering with the homeowner's devices. The newspaper quoted a statement from defense officials that said the radios, quote, operate in the same frequency range as many unlicensed low-powered garage door openers which have operated in this range for years, end quote. According to the newspaper report, the training center agreed that they would not use the radios for a 30-day period beginning November 5th while they sort things out. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW. In New Zealand, hams are keying up for an old-school night of code. Here's Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, with more. What's on 80 metres? Last one hour, and is as old-fashioned and retro as anything can be. Try Straight Key Night, Summer Edition, which is back to present another 60 minutes of challenging CW, honouring its important role in New Zealand's radio history. According to the website maritimeradio.org, competitors can forget the fancy bugs and electronic keys. This is an exercise in accurate code dispatched with a straight key. Maximum transmitter output is 100 watts, and all contacts must be CW to CW. Another old-fashioned element of the evening 
evening is Pride in One Skill. Three stations with the highest scores will be awarded certificates. If you have further questions, contact the event manager, skn at maritimeradio.org. Then start cleaning and polishing your straight key. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. A history-making Canadian woman is getting a special tribute in the town where she grew up, all because of radio. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us about her. The event is little less than one year away, but organisers already see it taking shape right in front of them. It's a celebration of a young Canadian woman who served Canada as its first female wireless operator at sea, serving aboard the Norwegian MS Mossdale during World War II, making 78 Atlantic crossings between eastern Canada and Britain. On the 17th of October 2020, a life-size bronze statue of Fern Blodgett Sunde will be unveiled along with a plaque at the waterfront in Coburg, where she grew up. Glenn MacDonald, VE3XRA, President of Radio Amateurs of Canada, said the RAC has given its full support to the project, which is being led by the Coburg Museum Foundation. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Get ready for a Newsline first! The International Newsmaker of the Year Award. Amateur Radio Newsline launches the honor this year, and we hope to confer it every year starting next month. Here's Newsline's editor, Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT. Amateur Radio Newsline prides itself in bringing not only national, but international news to our listeners each week. Being one of the few amateur radio news sources to have a global footprint, it seemed only right that Newsline created an award for International Newsmaker of the Year. We will be announcing our inaugural winner during the second week in December. Our candidates were carefully chosen by our staff based on news reports that have been part of our broadcasts during 2019. We will confer the honor upon a newsmaker who has consistently shown leadership and commitment to the community, locally as well as globally, helping to promote ham radio to the public in the best possible light. We look forward to sharing the name of our first winner in early December. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline. Heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the WW8GM repeater of the General Motors Amateur Radio Club in Detroit, Michigan, on Saturdays at 9 p.m. local time. A radio amateur who was a gifted Navy cryptologist has been inducted posthumously in the Cryptologic Hall of Honor. Christian Kudnick, K0STH, has been following that story. At a ceremony at the United States National Security Agency, a radio man, an amateur radio operator who served the U.S. Army Signal Corps and later the U.S. Navy, was among four people inducted into the Cryptology Hall of Honor this month. Chief Radio Man Harry Kidder served the military for four decades, training and mentoring generations of Navy cryptologists. The Navy valued Kidder's skills as a radio man and an Elmer for less experienced crew members, and had a great appreciation as well for his hobby of amateur radio. He was known for operating on his homebrew equipment with the call sign 1HK. 
He had learned to build and maintain radio and telegraph systems after enlisting in the Army Signal Corps in 1910. By 1914, he began his service in the Navy and was eventually transferred to the radio control station in Maryland, where he established a program of formal cryptology training. After retiring from active duty in 1935, he kept up with amateur radio. But in 1941, he was called back into service during World War II. He became a silent key in 1963. The Hall of Honor was created in 1999 to recognize America's cryptology pioneers and heroes. Harry Kidder has now become the second enlisted person to be inducted. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Christian Kudnick, K0STH. This week, our Nets of Note feature returns with an example of how MCOM efforts benefited from combining technologies. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, brings us more. There's a saying that the best tool for the job is the one that you have with you. This was very evident during a recent peer collapse in West Bengal, India, when a number of hams utilized Echolink on smartphones connected through a node on a repeater in California to coordinate with other stations and disaster responders inside India when local two-meter coverage had failed. This event led to the creation of the Sarcho Net, which stands for South Asian Regional Cooperation for Ham Radio Operators. I spoke with Greg Lee, KI6GIG, the coordinator between the West Bengal Club and the KM6EON node in California. In 2017, I went to present a paper on using Echolink and Nencom at the uh, Hamfest, India. At that time, I took over some things that would help them interface their Echolink to their RF base station. It took them a while to get it all sorted out. I think it was a couple months ago, they finally got everything squared away where the RF interface was there, and we started to do a more regular nap. Very shortly after that, they started the Sarcho nap. Every morning now, uh, at about 9.30 to 10.30 LA time, which is evening for them, they'll get on and do this rapid fire check-in to keep our repeater uh, transmitter on this end from heating up too much. Lee said that the members of the club in India, along with hams in Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, and Nepal, all check into the KM6 EON node regularly now to practice for actual emergencies. This truly is an example of not only local hams cooperating, but hams across the world working with each other, expanding the tools available to them in an emergency. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. In the world of DX, be listening again this year for a special event call sign AU2JCB, marking the November 30th birth date of Jadish Chandra Bose, the Indian scientist whose pioneering work in wireless communication is still celebrated today. The station will be operated on various HF frequencies by DATA VU2DSI from the 23rd of November to the 16th of December. Send QSLs direct to VU2DSI. Listen for 6W7PCT operating in Senegal from the 18th to the 25th of November. You will hear this team of four amateurs operating on the HF bands. They will also be participating in the CQ Worldwide CW contest on November 23rd and 24th. Send a QSLs direct to F8GGV by OQRS or to F5KKD via the Bureau. B 
Be listening for Burkhardt, YB9-DL3KZA, who is operating with some Indonesian friends through December 2nd from the islands of Sumbawa and Lombok. They will be on the air holiday style on single sideband and FT8. Send QSLs by the Bureau or direct. A group of operators will be on the air as OC3CS from Archaeological Zone Cerro Sechen in the Peruvian province of Cosma from November 29th to 30th. Be listening on the HF bands where they will be using single sideband and various digital modes. Send QSLs to OA40 by the Bureau, direct, or through Logbook of the World. Australia's bushfire emergency continues across all of the nation's southern and eastern states, and in New South Wales, the Wireless Institute Civil Emergency Network, NSW, continues deploying operators to fire control centers for the bushfire information line. With no end in sight to this crisis, hams are also reaching out to help one of their own. John Williams, VK4JJW, has that story. Hams are almost always at their finest as helpers, whether methodically elmering a newcomer at home or stepping into the frantic environment of emergency communications. Their amateur radio talents have proven especially invaluable during the bushfires ravaging parts of Australia. In a plea on a recent VK6ARN News West broadcast, amateurs were asked to be helpers again, this time to assist one of their own. Bushfires destroyed everything for Barry, VK2WB, whose home in New South Wales was one of those consumed by the blazes. He also lost his shack, which was outfitted with state-of-the-art radio gear that enabled Barry, who is blind, to use the equipment. Listeners in Western Australia would be familiar with Barry's voice as well. As VK6WF, a call he still holds, he was a reader for the WIA News on 40 metres before he moved to New South Wales. VK6ARN broadcast news presenter Roy VK6XV said in the report that the search is on for equipment suitable for a white stick operator such as Barry. He said anything would be a welcome donation to help a fellow amateur get back on the air as soon as possible. He said the donations could be new, old or otherwise pre-loved. Giving is, after all, among the things that amateurs do best. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. With thanks to Amateur News Weekly, the ARRL, Chips Magazine, Coborg Blog, CQ Magazine, Defense Visual Information Distribution Service, DX News, Edwin Lowe, VK2VEL, Northumberland News, Ohio Pen DX Bulletin, QRZ.com Forums, Radio Amateurs of Canada, Radio Society of Great Britain, StationHypo.com. Southgate Amateur Radio News, Ted Randall's QSO Radio Show, VK6 ARN News West, WTWW Shortwave, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. Please send emails to our address at newsline at arnewsline.org. More information is available at Amateur Radio Newsline's only official website at arnewsline.org. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Bloomington, Indiana, saying 7-3, and as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2019, all rights reserved.
Here at the Digicom Cafe Communications Network, we're all about the power of voice. Did you know you could listen to this Cafe cast on your Echo Dot by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? I created this skill many months ago. I was looking for a way to do this very easily and quickly, and I ran across a very unique platform. It's called VoiceFlow. VoiceFlow is a wonderful platform that makes it easy to create powerful voice applications without any coding and faster than coding. There are many amazing tools out there to build voice apps, but their goal at VoiceFlow is to build the easiest, most powerful tool that gets as close to coding without needing to write a single line of code. So if you're interested in building your own Amazon skill for amateur radio, I suggest going to voiceflow.com and join their Facebook group, voiceflow.com. Each one is different. A different day, a different time. A different elevation, different conditions, different users using different gear. What am I talking about? Amateur radio satellites. Hi, I'm Denny, and my ham call sign is K5DCC. That's Kilo 5 Delta Charlie Charlie, as they hear me on the bird. This podcast is of my favorite pastimes. Each episode is a recording of one satellite pass with commentary. And now, stand by for my favorite pastime. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Yeah, the five station. Here's KI4ASK, Echo Mike 73. KI4SK, this is K5 Delta Charlie Charlie, Echo Mike 36. Got you, Delta Charlie Charlie. Thanks. KI4SK, Echo Mike 73. It's AO92! This is uh, my favorite pastime for Sunday, November 24th, 2019. Uh, We have AO92 acquisition of signal here at 022228. It's going to be a short one, only 6 minutes and 12 seconds only at 3.8 degrees elevation. I'm really curious to see if I'll be able to get anything on this one. Anyway, it'll have a uh, start direction of 96 degrees east, ending at 29 degrees north-northeast. It's a beautiful evening, starlit sky. I'm gonna be doing some night owl work tonight. Maybe I'll hear some of you night owls out there. The first three minutes were uh, just nothing but static, so I cut them off to make this a little bit more enjoyable. It took uh, almost halfway before I started hearing anything. K5 Delta Charlie Charlie. Delta Charlie Charlie. Kilo 5 Delta Charlie Charlie. Kilo 1 1. Papa Alpha Delta. Go ahead. Uh, K1 PAD. K5 Delta Charlie Charlie. I can like 36. Pretty good for 4 degrees. Okay, QSL. We're Fox 
CSL, the Fox Dancy 42. And M3B, K5, DCC, echo like 36. Pretty good for uh, 4 degrees. Awesome. N5LEX, K5, DCC, echo like 36. November 11th, thank you. Thank you. KC3, Mike, Mike, question mark. K5, DCC, Echo Mike, 36. K5, DCC, Kilo, Charlie, 3, Mike, Mike, Sierra. Mike, Mike, Sierra, QSL. N1, LCS, Kilo, Echo, 4, Alpha, to the Zenith, KC4, ACC, Kilo, 7. Losing it already. That was unbelievable. Well, that was quite the pass. I sure enjoyed that. And it sure surprised me. I really didn't think I'd work anybody at less than four degrees elevation. But in the short time I had, I worked four stations uh, pretty solidly. We got K1PAD, Richard, at 0225. We got Wayne, NM3B, at 0225. N5LAX, Raymond, at 0225. And Patrick, KC3MMS, at 0226. So we got four contacts within uh, a minute or two minutes. I had no idea I could get that many contacts at an elevation less than four degrees and it, it was only within six minutes. Uh, the first three minutes were noise and it dropped off pretty quick, but wow, I love AO92. What a great bird. Anyway, 73 from K5 Delta Charlie Charlie, Echo Mike 36. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's AO91. <laughs> It's not even funny. Why why am I laughing? Oh my goodness. Ready? Three, two, one. Look, up in the sky. (laughs) You know what? I love you. You know what? This is going to be the tag afterwards, just for fun. BJM. And BJM, come on in. 
No, Roger that there, Pete. Kilo 5, Bravo Juliet Mike. Benny on the barbed wire out here at the ranch, Central Texas. Sounding good, Pete. Always do. He always uh, got it going on. I like it. Uh, uh, antenna you use up there. I'm going to have to make me one of them fat things one of these days. It got to work better. Uh, it, it no other reason other than you're running 5,000 watts, but uh, anyway, Pete's sounding good. We're having a good time out here at Tarantz with the grandkids. Trying to get uh, uh, one of them a good buck. He, he didn't get one last year, so hey, we're trying to get him a good one out here, but uh, hey, we're having a lot of fun anyway and uh, eating like kings. So. Other than that, Nothing else going on, Pete. We're going to just ride along here for a little bit. K5BJM, back to you. Hi, Betty. Uh, 25 over, shot and good. Super, uh, super signal coming into Dallas tonight. And, uh, Karen, I got your text on the... Um on the uh, on the net logger. So hello to KD2GUT, Karen. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks for checking in and saying hi on the uh, on the net logger. And oh, I can't forget Mo. And we'll get out of here and uh, give it to the freewheelers after we say hello uh, to that feller, that rascal, that guy up in uh, in Nebraska. KD0RSA. Mo, what do you have to say for yourself? KD0RSA. Mo up there in Nebraska. Well, do thank you, Pete, for letting me in. Uh, I got in here kind of late. Uh, anyway, I want to wish everybody a, a, a Thanksgiving week and, and uh, get all kinds of food. Uh, but the uh, main food is don't forget the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, and, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's what it's all about, uh, right down to the nitty-gritty. KD0RSA, back to you, Pete. All right, Mo. Yeah, good thoughts, uh, and thank you for coming in tonight. I've got you 20 over from Nebraska down to Dallas-Fort Worth. And, yeah, we want to just uh, give our best to everybody, especially if you're uh, heading out on the road for a couple days, maybe heading to Grandma's house for Thanksgiving. Be careful out there, and be sure to come back and, uh, and join us here on 3916. Hey, thanks for coming in, guys. We had a great early net tonight. Band stayed in pretty good shape the entire uh, trip. And uh, we start, of course, at 7 o'clock with the RAG2 crew. 8.30, it's tailgaters. 9 o'clock trivia. And at around 10 o'clock, we uh, throw it over to the free wheelers net. Don't forget, if you want to become a member of this net, it's easy. Just go to the website, 3916nets.com. That's 3916nets.com. Click on the contact tab, and you can get that membership certificate suitable for framing. We'll put your name and the birthday shout-out, and it'll be a good thing. Again, 3916nets.com. If you're a Facebook person, look for our group, and we'll get you into that. Just go to uh, facebook.com and uh, enter in the frequency right on the Facebook search line. Enter in 3916. Hit, uh, hit join once you find our group, and we'll get you into that. All righty. Hey, it is uh, a little bit after 10, but uh, it is still starting time here for the world-famous freewheelers. And tonight, we say hello to W5WHK, your net control. And a reminder, guys, we're shutting down the early net net logger. And that way you can check in to the late night, uh, the freewheelers net logger, which is open right now. So, anyway, that is disappearing as we speak in W5WHK, KE5GGY. We're already, thank you, Pete. And here we go with the freewheelers net. CQ, CQ, CQ. Welcome to the Sunday night edition of the Freewheelers, sponsored by the Freewheelers Amateur Radio Transmitting Society. 
The name here is Bill, and my call sign is W5WHK. And I am located in Temple, Texas, just a few miles east of Fort Hood and Colleen, Texas. I will be your Sunday night net control this evening, sitting in for KD0HNA, who is still out uh, somewhere around the country, operating under the Freewheelers Club call of W4SCW. That is Whiskey 4 Foxtrot Charlie Whiskey. That call sign belonged to Ken Odom, who started this net in 1998. The Freewheelers net is a camaraderie net. We would like to keep it family-friendly by off avoiding off-colored jokes and controversial topics such as religion or politics. This is a directed net, which means all communication should go through net control. This is not an emergency net, but should there be an emergency, just say break, break, and you will get all the help we can possibly give you. Is there any emergency or priority traffic? Are there any relays for emergency or priority traffic? Nothing heard. We're going to go through two rounds with our second round being a 73 round. Border to border and coast to coast, this is the Free Wheelers on a Sunday night. And But first tonight, we're going to pass it over to Pete for the Wayback Machine. Over to KE5DGY from W4FCW. W4FCW, Freewheelers. Hey, let's do a little history, Ken. Oh, it's way back machine time for Sunday, November 24, 2019. Got a good report for you tonight. A lot of stuff happened on this day. It is, the, uh, by the way, the 328th day of this year. And as we count down to a new year, just 37 days remaining in the year and uh, 37 days remaining in the decade. And a bunch of history, as I said, 1835, our first stop on this day, the Corps of Rangers. And it was later formally known as the Texas Rangers. And it was organized on this day to uh, protect from the frontier Indians. And if you were a Texas Ranger back in the day, you got a buck and a quarter every day. And it was a big job. Let's see here. A patent time inventions, 1874, Joseph Glidden uh, tamed the Wild West with his invention of barbed wire. And he got the patent for barbed wire on this day. Also, another patent, uh, interesting, 1903, Clyde Coleman, New York City, gets the patent for the automatic self-starter on this day. Let's see here. We've got a number of other things to tell you about, including some World War II history. 1944, on this day, U.S. bombers based in the island of Saipan attacking Tokyo in the first raid against the Japanese capital by land-based planes. That was on this day. And uh, technology satellite space history, 1960, the Tiros-2 weather satellite launched on this day. And that was a satellite, uh, they were basically testing uh, television techniques, infrared equipment for uh, weather uh, forecasting. I mean, it was early research in how to use satellites, and it, it went up on this day in 1960. You may remember uh, it was on this uh, day in 1963. Actually, it was on a Saturday morning, I believe. It was uh, in the morning where Jack Ruby shot and mortally wounded Lee Harvey Oswald, the accused assassin, assassin of, U of U.S. President John F. Kennedy on this day in 1963. Uh, mysterious history, let's talk about this. 1971, it was a dark and freezing cold, rainy Thanksgiving night. And Dan Cooper, now better known as D.B. Cooper, boarded a Northwest Orient airliner in Portland, Oregon. He looked like uh, from one of the men in black. Uh, I mean, just uh, uh, mid-40s, dark glasses, suit and tie and a hat. 
and chain-smoking, very nervous. He carried a black briefcase. He said there was a bomb in it, and he used that to hijack the Boeing 727 plane. He demanded 200 grand and got it, and then proceeded to parachute out of the plane over the Cascade Mountains in southwestern Washington. Never seen again. They did find about $6,000 in cash on the banks of the Columbia River in 1980, but he was never seen again. Some people think he died, and... Uh, they never found him. Others think he got away with just about $200,000. Uh, he did leave a lasting contribution to uh, aeronautics, though, because they uh, immediately after that incident redesigned the, uh, the back of the Boeing 727 and came up with a device called the Cooper Vane. And this was a device that prevented the tailway uh, stairways at the back of the 727 from, from being lowered in flight. That's how he got out of the plane. He just uh, lowered it and stepped out and... Away he went. So anyway, on this day, D.B. Cooper getting the cash and uh, and getting away with it, apparently, 1971. And uh, here's your number one hits as we uh, get done with the way back tonight. Uh, 1956, The Green Door, Jim Lowe was number one. 1965, I Hear a Symphony, Supremes, on top of the charts. 1974, Tin Man by America. And in 1983, Uptown Girl, Billy Joel was number one and that is the Wayback Machine this is KE5GGY and again to anybody that's uh, getting ready to uh, unplug and travel be careful and have a great and a happy Thanksgiving our best to you and uh, don't forget Net kicks off uh, the day after Thanksgiving so this coming Friday every night at 715 connecting good boys and girls with Santa Claus right here on 3916 and we've got a uh, a pre-net check-in form on the new website. It's uh, cqsanta.com. Not operational yet, but it will be uh, for Thanksgiving Day or the day after Thanksgiving. That's how you can check in, get your kids on with Santa Claus. cqsanta.com. W4FCW Freewheelers from KE5GGY and the Wayback Machine. Today's daily devotional is entitled, Truly Seeking His Forgiveness, Leviticus chapter 4, verses 1 through 3 reads, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a person sins unintentionally against any of the commandments of the Lord in anything which ought not to be done, and does any of them, if the anointed priest sins, bringing guilt on the people, then let him offer to the Lord for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bull without blemish as a sin offering. The sin offering served as a way to repent and confess the sins committed by God's people. There's an important distinction between sins committed unintentionally and presumptuous sins. Numbers 15.30 says this about presumptuous sin. But the person who does anything presumptuously, whether he is native-born or a stranger, that one brings reproach on the Lord, and he shall be cut off from among his people. Presumptuous sin is sin committed by those who stand defiantly against God and his word. The only remedy for a person whose heart is hardened against God and his ways is for he or she to call upon Christ for eternal salvation. This person is lost and needs Christ so that he or she does not perish eternally. The person who commits unintentional sin is the person who loves God but has been caught up in sin by a choice they have made, stumbled in a temptation, and is now repentant and seeking God's forgiveness as they have a genuine desire to live right before God. 1 John chapter 1, uh, verses 8 through chapter 2, verse 1 was written to Christians. 
It states, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I have I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. As born-again believers, we are not exempt from stumbling in our walk with the Lord. Our flesh, the world, and the devils work against the us so that we're discouraged from walking with God. However, Jesus has defeated death and sin, and in him we have victory over sin. In those moments that we stumble, we have a recourse to put us back on track. Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 tells us, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourselves lest you also be tempted, and bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Let me caution us all right here. Let us not, never take for granted the fact that God's grace reaches farther than our sins can ever take us. Romans uh, chapter 6 verses uh, 1 and 2 read, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died in sin live any longer in it? In this chapter in Leviticus, the greatest detail in bringing the sin offering before God is given in respect to the sin or sins of the priest. They were a representative of the people before God and held to a higher standard, as today's leaders will give the greater account before God for what they taught God's people, not just in word, but also in deed, as we know from James chapter 3, verse 1. In verses 5 through 7 of this chapter, we see the process by which the priest must use the blood of the bull in seeking God's forgiveness. The sprinkling of the blood on the veil was a picture of sin being an offense against the holiness of God. When we sin, our sin is against God, regardless of who we have sinned against, humanly speaking. We know this from Psalm 51.4. Blood applied to the altar of incense was symbolic of how our sins hinder our prayer life. We know from Psalm 66.18. The blood applied to the altar of burnt offering is symbolic of how a blood sacrifice is required for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, and it is by His blood that we are washed, cleansed, and forgiven. However, that does not exclude the fact that we still must come before God with mourning, repentance, and confession of our sins. We know from James chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, in the prescribed process for bringing the sin offering, God is making it clear to the Israelites and to us today that He wants us to come to Him seeking to be reconciled, seeking true forgiveness without selfish motives. In verses 8 through 12, the fat, which is the best part of the sacrifice, belongs to God, while all the other worthless parts of the bull are burned outside of the camp. Interestingly, the parts of the bull which were usually profitable to man, the hide and the meat, which was good for making products for profit or personal use and for food, were also burned as worthless outside the camp. God wanted and wants his people to come before him, truly seeking to be right with him and counting everything else as worthless in comparison to having his forgiveness. When we sin, let us ask God to examine our hearts when we come before him so that we're sure that we're coming before him with the right intentions, truly seeking him and nothing else. As we know from Psalm uh, chapter 139 verses 23 and 24. Today God extends an invitation to you to accept his free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith in repentance, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on him and receive him and his free gift of salvation today. Thank you for visiting and listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps.
plus the embedded anchor.fm widget at digicomcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play radio on the rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors. Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? Trying to ham test online. It's easy. There's no drudgery to it. There's no dread to it. And right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally $29.95. And right now during this sale price, it's only $19.95. That's right. That's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online. Now, let them log into HamTest Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio. HamTestOnline.com. That's hamtestonline.com.